Welcome back to the Scored Sports Podcast. On this podcast, Lane Frank, we're in episode 141. It's for 141 episodes through, and I got action-packed episode planned for you. For wondering what this is right here, it's Paul Bunyan, the trophy in the Michigan-Michigan State game. As you all know, I'm a diehard Michigan fan, football, basketball, everything. And one of the biggest games, one of the biggest rivalries in college football is this weekend, Michigan versus Michigan State. Hopefully, Michigan take Paul Bunyan home yet again. But up in East Lansing, never know. You have to wait to see my pick on that one. Paul's going to pick that one. Paul Bunyan, another great episode coming up. Live NFL, great week we had there. MLB Championship Series going on right now. NBA preseason kicking off. So, great episode, 141. Stay tuned. We'll start off episode 141, how we always do, with our headlines in the NBA. Again, not too much news in the NBA right now. Season tipping off in just a few days, everybody. So excited for that. NBA season tipping off very soon. James Harden still in trade talks with the Clippers, apparently 76ers. Can they get that deal done before the season starts? Leave your answer on that in the comments. And Victor Wamanyama already shining out in his NBA preseason debut. Gets Chet Holmgren and a few other guys. Wamanyama showing that he could be the next NBA star, like we all hope he can be. Really all news in the NBA. Let's move to NFL after an action-packed Week number six, the Kansas City Chiefs started off our week on Thursday Night Football. They won by 11 against the Broncos. Solid win with Taylor Swift attendance. Sad for football fans who don't like Taylor Swift like me. But, you know, if you don't like football, maybe that's something that intrigues you right there. Commanders, they beat the Falcons, snapping Desmond's streak of never losing a home game. College or NFL as a starting quarterback. Commanders snapped that. Another streak that got snapped on Sunday. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy had never lost a game in his NFL career that he started and finished. Jake Moody, my Michigan guy, had other plans. Missing two kicks. Brock Purdy didn't play his finest. They lost that game. Tough loss right there for the 49ers. The Eagles, they lost to the New York Jets. I picked New York Jets. You can check down the Squared Sports Instagram. And last week on Squared Sports Game Day, picked the Jets. Great pick for me. So happy that happened. Really just a turn of events. It was third down. Eagles had the lead. Jalen Hurts forced the ball. Jets almost ran back for a touchdown. They scored a touchdown the very next play with Brees Hall. Jalen Hurts, that's a rookie mistake right there. Just take it out of bounds. Take whatever you need to throw the ball away. Punt the ball. Pin the Jets on their own 20 instead of giving it to them inside the Eagles 5. So, yeah, really big mistake right there. But Jalen Hurts did have a great drive with about a minute left in the game. So, tough right there for the Eagles. They will not go undefeated this season. No team will go undefeated this season. Pretty tough right there. Eagles and 49ers are two undefeated teams are done. The Vikings, they got another win on Sunday over Chicago Bears, knocking Joseph Fields out of that game in about the third quarter. Broken thumb for Fields. They will have to start rookie quarterback out of Shepard University, Tyson Badger. I couldn't tell you who Shepard's mascot is. I couldn't tell you what conference they're in. Couldn't tell you if they're D1, D2, D3, or D17. I don't know. Tyson Badger, who is this guy? I saw him at the combine and ran a decent 40-yard dash. I know his dad was an NFL quarterback, but this is the best you can do as a backup quarterback in the NFL, Chicago Bears? No disrespect to Tyson Badger. But you need a better backup for Justin Fields. Maybe a mentor, not another young guy, and a rookie. So I think that kind of gets the spotlight there and how this Bears organization has been rolling so far in this Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Justin Fields tenure. So Vikings, they got a win over the Bears on Sunday. The Browns, we talked about them. They got their win over the 49ers. But without Deshaun Watson, with P.J. Walker at quarterback, they knock off the NFL's best team in the San Francisco 49ers. Miami Dolphins, they went up against Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. And Bryce Young... Kind of played well at the start of this game. Had a few great throws to Adam Thielen. They went up, I think, about 10-0 early. Just for the Dolphins to come back, went 42-21. Tyreek Hill, maybe one of the best touchdown celebrations ever. Go look that up. He got 15-yard penalty on sportsmanlike conduct and taunting. But who cares? It was cool. It was flashy. It was football. What you'd like to see right there. They got that win over Carolina Panthers. The Texans, they got a win over New Orleans Saints. They're 3-3. Three three. CJ Stroud's rolling, everybody. This is great to see. 
CJ Stroud could be rookie of the year. He's been playing great. His fellow rookie quarterback, Andy Richardson, looks like his season will unfortunately be over with. That's tough right there for the Colts. They just lost the game to the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew didn't get his revenge game. Andy Richardson will be out for the rest of the season. Tough to see right there. The Rams, they're starting to get things clicking. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald. When you look at this team, not that different of a team that won the Super Bowl a few years ago. You're missing a key piece like General Ramsey in defense and maybe Odell Beckham Jr. receiver, but Puka Nakua might be better than that Odell Beckham Jr. This defense hasn't seemed to suffer too much without General Ramsey, who didn't even play well in that Super Bowl. So Rams, sneaky playoff contenders, in my opinion. Talk about New York Jets, carry when they had. Detroit Lions, they won on Sunday on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Every week, I start thinking this Detroit Lions team could be the best team in the NFL. Not one of. The Best team in the NFL. Penny Sewell, great offensive lineman. Jared Goff. Don't ever disrespect Jared Goff again. Former number one overall pick. Their running backs have been great. David Montgomery, he's hurt right now, but they'll probably play Jameer Gibbs a little bit more. That's smart. Jameson Williams looking like that home run hitter that we saw in college. He's back from his torn ACL rookie season and betting, obviously, suspension this year. So Lions on a roll right now. My New York Giants, not on a roll. I thought Tyra Taylor can maybe get a revenge game win over his former team, Buffalo Bills, after they did him dirty. Back in 2018, trading him to the Cleveland Browns. But no, Tyra Taylor did not play well in that one. Had two chances at the one-yard line each half with about 10 seconds remaining. Didn't get it in the first half. Ran the ball for no reason. He checked to a run instead of a pass. And then in the second half, one second left in the game. Actually, an untimed down. Throws it to Darren Waller. It's P.I. It's not P.I. Whatever you want to call it. Giants lost that game. That's tough. And then on Monday Night Football, the Cowboys took down. Los Angeles Chargers. Kind of a sloppy game from both sides, but a win's a win. And then it fell. There are no moral wins in the NFL. Just college. And a win is a win in the NFL, unlike college. College, you have the CFP committee. You have all that to decide things. Not in the NFL. That's all computer-based, everybody. Let's merge the MLB. Got a lot of stuff to go over. The Phillies raging right now. They're playing great. This is the most exciting fan base, the most exciting stadium in the world right now, Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies, they have the most passionate fan base in sports right now. Bryce Harper is looking like the best athlete in the world right now. The Castellanos hitting home run whatever he wants. Kyle Schrober is amazing. I saw this coming from the Phillies because they get hot in October. They know when to get hot because most of these teams, they can rely on their pitching. Braves could have relied on their pitching and their hitting, and they both went cold in the postseason. Phillies, not the best pitching staff, but it's a good enough pitching staff. That's why they won that series. That's why the hitting's going great right now. I don't want to fall off before the World Series because we saw last year, they went up 2-1, hit six home runs in game three, and then they barely hit a home run after that game. So, Phillies, hopefully they can keep things rolling. They're up 1-0 on the Arizona Diamondbacks right now, who just eliminated Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers, terrible pitching. You can't start Clayton Kershaw, overused veteran in Game 1, where he got, got absolutely obliterated. Bobby Miller, a rookie in Game 2, who got absolutely obliterated. And then Lance Lynn, a very old veteran, who has been pretty much horrible all season until he came over to Los Angeles. And he was terrible in that game, giving up four home runs in one inning. Granted, all solo shots, but four home runs is four home runs. Other series we got going on right now, Astros versus Rangers. Rangers, my World Series pick from the jump. Loving what I'm seeing from them right now. Up 2-0. Heading back to Arlington. Globe Life Field, that'd be a good game for them right there. Evan Carter had that game-saving catch in Game 1. Aroused Chapman with the save. And then Jose Clerk for the save in Game 2. That's about the headlines this week. Leave thoughts and comments. Now, scored sports and the full game day. Well, you did pretty well on our picks last week. But I want to do even better. This week, let's hop into it. Thursday night football, Jaguars versus Saints. Derek Carr and the Saints have been struggling. They're 3-3. Three and three. They can't get things to go in the running game. Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne hitting their stride at the right time. Let's go Jaguars over the Saints. 
Bills versus uh, Patriots. Patriots, 1-5 in the season. They are atrocious to watch. Mac Jones on a very short leash right now. I mean, I think they need to switch from Lee Cunningham, whoever it might be, as that backup quarterback. They just lost to Brian Hoyer in the Las Vegas Raiders. Bill Belichick got outsmarted by basically the person he mentored his whole career, Josh McDaniels. That's tough right there. That's not something you used to see from these Bill Belichick Patriots teams. Ugged Bills full throttle over the Patriots. Falcons versus Buccaneers. Both these teams coming off a loss. Who's going to win this AFC South battle? Crucial, that AFC South division where it seems like Saints might be out of it. Panthers are definitely out of it. Could come down to these two teams. This game at the end of the year. Let's go with the Buccaneers bouncing back. Sorry, Desmond Ritter. Don't know if you're ready for big time NFL football. I've been saying that for a while now, and I'm still going to say it. Buccaneers over the Falcons. Lions versus the Ravens. This might be the game of the week, and this was kind of a toss-up for me. But when you think about it, Dan Campbell has a great defense. They're going to shut down this Ravens offense. They're going to shut down Lamar Jackson, put a QB spot on whatever they need to do. This Ravens offensive line has been pretty bad, in my opinion. Receivers can't get separation. Zay Flowers got his first screw touchdown last week. Won't be enough in this one. Zay Flowers won't be enough for the Ravens. I like the Lions over the Ravens. Jared Goff, no David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Jameson Williams, Aiden Hutchinson, that amazing defense. Lions over the Ravens. Steelers versus Rams. It's going to be a good one. Steelers coming off a bye week. I talked about the Rams in the headlines. I am so high on the Rams right now. Aaron Donald, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Those three players make the difference in this one. Rams over the Steelers. Chargers versus Chiefs. Chargers desperately need a win right now, in my opinion. They came off a bye week and they lost to the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Now, coming off a bad loss, Rand Staley, that could be pulling you a little bit. Justin Herbert, that can be pulling you a little bit. Going up Arrowhead, I don't think there is a single chance the Chargers win this game. Let's go Chiefs over the Chargers. Dolphins versus Eagles. This might actually be the game of the week or the game of the year between maybe the two best teams in the NFL. You're going to have to wait to see that on top five, my top five NFL teams. Dolphins, Tutankh Vailoa, Raheem Mostert, fastest player in the NFL maybe, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, good defense, good enough tight ends. I think the Dolphins win this one. I think the Eagles maybe need to be humbled a little bit even more. In this one. I said they need to be humbled last week and they did against the New York Jets. Maybe even a little bit more because DeAndre Swift is not seeing as many carries as he did in a few previous weeks when Kenny Gamewell was out. Now Kenny Gamewell's back, and they're not giving DeAndre Swift carries anymore. I don't get that. Tush push might be stopped a little bit. Jets almost stopped it. We thought it was a fumble. They overruled it right there. But I'm going to go to the Dolphins this one. Maybe fastest offense of all time. Greatest show on turf. Part two? Maybe. Dolphins over the Eagles. Let's go Dolphins. Continuing their amazing season. 49ers versus Vikings. Vikings coming off a great win. 49ers coming off a really bad loss. One team's going to have to give right here. I like the 49ers in a shootout right here. Over the Vikings, tight shootout. Brock Purdy leads his team, gets a good win. 49ers last week didn't play so great. Brock Purdy, especially, I think he bounced back this week. If Debo Samuel plays in this one, I think it might be even blowout, but I don't think he will. So let's go tight shootout over the Vikings. That's my squared sports on full game day. Now, top five. This week's top five is my top five NFL teams. Not midway through the season, but pretty far through the season. Let's talk it. Top five NFL teams. Let's hop into it. We're five fifth best team in the NFL. The Detroit Lions. Great head coach. Great coaching staff. Ben Johnson poised to be a head coach. Dan Campbell, one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Maybe coach of the year this year. Jared Goff on the roll right now. Jameson Williams kicking off his second season pretty well so far. Jameer Gibbs going to see a lot of carries. These coming weeks, David Montgomery out, Ian Hutchinson, maybe the best pass rusher for years to come after some of these guys, Aaron Donald, retires. Ian Hutchinson could be at the top of that list. Only his second season in the NFL. He's already playing great. Lions saw all around the field. Number five, Detroit Lions. Number four, 
last year's NFC champions, Philadelphia Eagles. You're going to say this is way too low for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I don't care. Come at me. This Eagles defense is not as sharp as they were last year. This offense was sharp until about last week, and they took a loss to New York Jets. They could have lost the week before to Los Angeles Rams. I don't love the way they're playing. Jalen Hurts wasn't playing so great last week, and maybe you start to think, was Jalen Hurts ever really a great NFL quarterback? Let's think about it. His rookie season couldn't get them to the playoffs because he didn't start the whole season, only started about three or four games. Second season gets them to the playoffs, but they get annihilated. Last season, plays pretty well. He goes down. They get a bad seeding in the playoffs. Make it to the NFC Championship game. Won that NFC Championship game. Make it to the Super Bowl, but Jalen Hurts didn't really shine so bright. Could have been a few things that I mixed up in that Super Bowl. They could have done better. Is Jalen Hurts really a top three, top five quarterback in the NFL? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think he is. That's a hot take. That's whatever you want to call it. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Four, Philadelphia Eagles. Three, Tua Tungvaloa and the Miami Dolphins. Tua right now is better than Jalen Hurts. He might be playing with the best receiving core maybe of all time, but he's still great. Tua Tungvaloa knows how to get the ball into their hands. He knows how to pass the ball well. Mike McDaniel is an exceptional head coach, and that defense is riding high right now. Three, Miami Dolphins. Two, Kansas City Chiefs, my preseason AFC Championship pick. Come out of the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, just consistency. Friend of the show, Andy Reid has been on a tear, calling plays so far this season. So the Kansas City Chiefs, 5-1, only one loss in week one. So the Detroit Lions, also 5-1 right now. But Chiefs, number two. And now number one, come at me, says team lost last week and such a bad loss. And I agree with that. San Francisco 49ers. You want to know why they're still number one? Because it was easy. Mistakes that are going to get fixed up. When you're playing a playoff game in the NFC, you're probably not going to be going up into the blistering cold like you did last week against Cleveland. You're probably not going to have Jake Moody have all the nerves of his family being down there for that game and miss those two crucial field goals. You're probably not going to have Debo Samuel being banged up all game. You're probably not going to have this running back issues going on. A lot of things went wrong in that game for the San Francisco 49ers, but I still think they're the best team in the NFL. They fully throttled that Cowboys team a few weeks ago. They beat the Steelers in a really good game in week one. This is a really great team right now. Brock Purdy, he's going to get things back on track. Niners, number one, best team in the NFL. That's about for top five this week. All right, Squirt Sports fans, continuing with episode 141. I'm bringing back the fan segment this week on the fan segment. I've got Caleb from Tennessee Topic, works with Sports Illustrate. He's got over 15,000 followers on Instagram. Thanks for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Perfect. Let's talk some college football. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So first thing, I know you're a big Tennessee guy, but first thing I want to ask you, what has been the biggest surprise in college football this season in your eyes? Certain teams that you feel would be more consistent aren't as consistent. I mean, um, as many people, you know, they're going to try shying away with it. I mean, Georgia, I felt, should have been dominating some of these games that you don't even see them dominating. I agree. Um, Just, you know... Every, every team that you see is supposed to be consistent. A lot of them are. USC, they're not very consistent. Um, you know, just And that's no knock at any team whatsoever. It's just when you look at the preseason hype of some of these teams compared to where they are now, it's just uh, complete north and south uh, difference. You know, I definitely have to agree with that. I think another few surprises, maybe a team like TCU that had such success last season being terrible so far this right. season. That's definitely a surprise. <laughs> this year of college football, I mean, I consider it maybe the last great year of college football, last year before realignment, last year before expansion. Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, college football, surprising so far. I know it. I know it. It's crazy. It's just the whole game's changing. It's changing completely. 
as your specialty is Tennessee, the Volunteers. What has been your assessment of Joe Milton, Tennessee, your Volunteers this season? Tennessee, it's like, I feel like, especially with Joe Milton, a lot of people try to compare him too much to Hendon Hooker. And it's they're not the same. Hendon Hooker, you know, he doesn't have the physical attributes that maybe Joe had with the with the strong arm ability or the size and um you know just the overall natural given abilities but with Hendon Hooker it was all smart like right on the jump you know he's making the read and he that's why you barely seen him throw any interceptions so with Joe you see him make some of these mistakes that you were like oh man that's that's crazy like I never seen that coming but at the end of the day, I feel like people try to compare them to too much, and it's just they're complete different players. Um, but overall, I mean, Joe, I feel like he, he does get a lot of hate, which some from of me? it's like uncalled for from you, uh, specifically from you. I'm a Michigan you. guy. I've always – Joe Milton really set back that Michigan team a few years, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joe – to me, Joe, he's like – he's not as bad as people make him out to be, but – you know, he has his flaws, but he also has his strong side. So nothing against Joe at all, but people try too hard to compare him to Hendon Hooker, and that, that's just not the case. As far as Tennessee as a whole, um, disappointing loss against Florida. Any Tennessee fan will tell you, like, it, it shouldn't have been that way. It should have been the other way, um, if not worse. But, you know, playing Georgia, Georgia's coming to Tennessee here soon. Uh, you know, you got only a couple more home games. They definitely need to make an impact on the road, though. They struggle on the road, so interested in seeing how they do on the road in the uh, next coming games. I'll say this right here. Joe Milton can throw the ball as fast and as far as anybody in the world, but there's no accuracy to yeah. it. There's no poise to it. There's no moving the pocket out of it. If I'm correct, I don't think Joe Milton has a single touchdown in his career on the move. Really? Um, No, I mean, it, I guess it depends on... uh. What you consider the move? Outside I remember the pocket, he rolled out the run. pocket. He rolled out the pocket last year. In specific, I remember uh, he he was coming off the bench for Hendon Hooker. He rolled out the pocket. I believe it was the Akron game. He hit Ramel Keaton deep. That was nice to see. Uh, the Tennessee media team actually posted a clip of them uh, in practice doing the same exact play, and it was just perfectly drawn up. Actually, believe it or not, but you you are uh you you have your feelings towards Joe Milton that's for sure but i can promise you some of these Tennessee fans might have a uh, stronger disagreements and uh or maybe not even disagreements but stronger opinions on the hatred side for Joe Milton this season okay so give me a final record prediction for Tennessee it's crazy to say because everything with Georgia now and how Georgia's been playing i'm not going to completely say Tennessee loses that game a lot of people will and, and, you know, that might be the crazy side out of uh, a lot of us. I don't think but. it's crazy. It's a home game for Tennessee. It's tough to lose at home. Georgia's offense, probably with that Brock Bowers. If I had to say a floor and a ceiling, floor, hmm, floor, I'm going to say nine and three. Ceiling, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the ceiling's 11 and one. I know that Florida game, that that's when over Bama and Georgia. A lot of people's mouth. Yeah, yeah. Bama on the road, too. Um, this weekend. You know, Bama Bama just how they match up. I feel like Tennessee's defensive line is, is too much for that Bama offensive line. Bama's not giving up uh, – or is giving up tons of sacks, tons of QB hurries. Uh, I think it's more and, Milrow you know, the offensive line. You think so? I do. I mean, how, how do you feel about Milrow then? I feel like Jalen Milrow 
really hasn't done anything. He's been the most undisciplined quarterback that Nick Saban has had in years. I mean, you see it in the Texas A&M game, makes a mistake, gets the first down to pretty much end the game. All I have to do is take a knee, throws the ball on first down, then they have to throw it the next three plays. So just simple things like that. I think the loss against Texas was pretty much all on Jalen Milrow. I think they might have been better off starting a guy like Ty Simpson from the jump. Really? So would you play Ty Simpson over Milrow right now? I think it's too late now. Milrow can get you a win over Ole Miss. <laughs> Is going to get you a win over Georgia? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Right. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's move on. Who do you think is the Heisman so far this season. There's a lot of great candidates. Michael Panks Jr., J.J. McCarthy, my Michigan guy, maybe a guy in Tennessee, running back Jalen Wright. Who's your pick? Although Jalen Wright's going crazy, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. I would not. He only has one, one touchdown. No, no. Definitely top, one of the top running backs, though. Um, as far as Heisman, man, to me, the front runner right now is, is Michael Penix. Uh, Michael Penix, he's just he's tearing up defenses. He, I mean – He's electric. He's electric. That wide receiver core definitely helps him out, but, I mean, that that kid's electric. It, it's taken everything in me not to say Shador Sanders. I'm just letting you know that right now. Shador is I mean, playing I, I like one of the best Shador players in the country, but his team is not. So No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, and the wide receiver group, I will say, I mean, I like the wide receiver group. I think he has a good set of wide receivers. They a great receivers. wide receiver group. Uh, I think um, a lot of underrated guys. Weaver, yeah. he's he's very very Jimmy, underrated. Jimmy he Ward, doesn't get enough. Travis uh, the offensive line isn't the greatest. No, it, it really is, it's it's not at all. That he's he's not getting any help. Um, it's taking everything in in me not to say Shador Sanders. Um, so you take panics. I, I still don't understand. I still don't understand why people are uh, saying Caleb Williams. Like I, I can understand it, but to me, Michael Penix is just. Caleb Williams and more right now. To me, when you to see me. that Washington USC game, when Caleb Williams probably wins that game, now we're going to see the Heisman or JJ McCarthy from the Big Ten. When you stack him up against these guys, he's on track to have the best completion percentage ever in college football in a full season. Do you think JJ gets it? I don't think JJ gets it because I think we run the ball too much at Michigan. I think maybe Caleb or Michael Penix is who it comes down to. Carson Beck, sneaky candidate. Really? Yep. I would not go that far. I just can't. I can't go that far with Bowers being out. I just. I just don't see. When it. Georgia is sitting at thirteen zero and Washington USC may not win the Pac twelve, then someone like Carson Beck could sneak in there. I just. I don't see it. I really don't. I mean, most of the time you see Carson Beck, he's giving the ball straight to Brock Bowers, straight to Bar- Brock Bowers. I mean, he bails him out of situations. Uh, in specific, if you watched any of that Auburn game, Carson Beck was completely bailed out. They were by, down out. Just gave uh, the ball to Bowers, Bowers every play. Yeah, literally, literally. It felt that way, at least. It felt that way, at least. But, I mean, I, I think I'd have to go with Michael Penix. All right. To close this thing out, give me your quick Alabama-Tennessee prediction for this Saturday, and then I'll give you mine. I'll show you mine right now. Alabama, full throttle. They destroy Tennessee. Destroy might be pushing it. <laughs> I'm I mean, not going to lie. I think um, that defense gets swarmed Joe Milton. To me, and it, it makes me curious to see if Josh Heupel has complete full trust in someone like Joe Milton right now. Um you, have you never to. know. To me, like like if Joe Milton starts struggling early on, do you see them move to Nico? And to me, and, and that's a question. I feel like it's not talked about enough. I don't think necessarily they would. I think you have to trust your guy, but I think Tennessee sneaks it. I know okay. it's crazy. I know it's a road game. I think Tennessee sneaks it maybe uh, anywhere from 3 to 10 points, and I really highly doubt seeing 10. I think Tennessee really just sneaks it um, run game heavy. I think they run the ball, um, 
they're and they're not going to do it unless they put up a, a large amount of rushing yards. But to me, I think the three-headed monster, Dylan Sampson, he's not talked about enough. Um, Jalen Wright, he, he's he's really good, and Jabari Small. I mean, that to me, that's one of the best running back rooms in the country, and uh, I think they're the reason Tessie gets it done. All right, that about wraps up for this interview. Anything you want to shout out for your socials? Yeah, man. Um, just a quick rundown. Uh, I do articles for Sports Illustrated now for Volunteer Country, the Tennessee team site for Sports Illustrated. You can find us on Twitter, Vols Country FN. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Caleb Sisk underscore or Tennessee Topic. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Caleb Sisk five four or Tennessee Topic. And you can also find me on uh, TikTok, Trench Baby KK. All right, perfect. He's Tennessee Topic. That's about for the fan segment of the week. Now, did you know, this week's day knows, did you know the Kansas City Royals in their franchise's history have drafted three Hall of Fame players? George Brett, who was great for them for a lot of years, and next two might just surprise you. John Elway and Dan Marino. Yes, the football players, John Elway and Dan Marino. Is that more sad on the Kansas City Royals part or more impressive on John Elway and Dan Marino being able to get drafted in both MLB in the NFL. So they've really only drafted one MLB Hall of Famer in George Brett and two NFL Hall of Famers. Kind of interesting right there. And they're also partially owned by Patrick Mahomes. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comments. That's whatever did you know this week. Now, college football showcase everybody. Now we roll. I'm going to give you my top 25 and then my six. Hot takes for the week. Again, I've got Paul Bunyan right here with me. The Michigan-Michigan State trophy for this year's game going on this weekend. Any slants link, hopefully Michigan can win that one. You're going to have to wait to see my pick on that. Let's hop into it. Top 25. Number one, Michigan Wolverines. Go blue! Two, Georgia Bulldogs. Three, Florida State. Four, Ohio State. Five, Washington. Six, Oklahoma. Seven, Penn State. Eight, Texas. Nine, Alabama. Ten, Ole Miss. Eleven, North Carolina. Twelve, Oregon, tough loss to Washington last week. 13, Duke, big game against Florida State this week. 14, USC, tough loss to Notre Dame last week. 15, Missouri. 16, Oregon State, big one against UCLA last week. 17, Louisville, tough loss to Pittsburgh last week, ending their undefeated ride. 18, Notre Dame, moving up my rankings a little bit. 19, Utah. 20, Tennessee, talked about earlier, Tennessee topic, their game against Alabama this weekend. 21, LSU. 22, Air Force, undefeated. Service Academy, only undefeated Service Academy right now. They're rolling. 22, Air Force. 23, Iowa. Actually have a patch of the playoff. I'll break that down in a second. 24, Clemson. 25, Fresno State. Let's hop into it. Let's break it down. Number one, Michigan. Most consistent team in college football. Looks like they're down out of it. Looks like they're not going to blow this team out. Looks like they might even lose this game because they go down early. Gets a team like Indiana. They go down 7-0. Everybody starts ganging their horses, going crazy. Just Michigan to win that one. 52 to seven, everybody. Hold your horses a little bit. Michigan is the best team in the country. Two, Georgia, Carson Beck. I want to see how he does without his top guy, Brock Bowers. I want to see how Georgia does without Brock Bowers. Will they win games against Florida and a few other teams without Brock Bowers? That's number two. Florida State, number three. They have their very big game against Duke this weekend. That could decide the whole entire playoff or ACC. Four, Ohio State, big game against Penn State this week. I am so excited for that. That's going to decide the playoff. Potentially, that's going to decide the Big Ten. Ohio State, their big game against Penn State this weekend. You're going to have to see my pick on that one. Washington, number five, Michael Pack Jr. showed his guts beating Oregon on Saturday. What a great win that was somewhere right there. They had the lead, then they dropped it a little bit, then they came back and won that game. Michael Pack Jr. 
injured, banged up, won that game for Washington. Six, Oklahoma, falling down a little bit, moved Washington up. Seven, Penn State, talked about them. Their big game against Ohio State this weekend. Eight, Texas, nine, Alabama, almost lost to Arkansas at home. Not what you want to see out of an Alabama team. Ten, Ole Miss. Eleven was North Carolina. Twelve was Oregon. Thirteen was Duke. Broke that down a little bit. Skip over to 16 at Oregon State. Oregon State, they had their big one against UCLA this weekend. That could maybe help them make Pac-12 Conference Championship game this year. 17, Louisville. Pretty disappointing what I saw Louisville on Saturday. I thought they could have been this year's TCU. New first-year head coach, Jeff Brom, back at his alma mater, came from Purdue. He's undefeated, has that big one against Notre Dame. Can he get this team to the playoff, maybe? Be like that last year's TCU team. All one tank, bad loss to Pittsburgh last week. 18, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a top 10 team and a top 20 team's ranking right now because Notre Dame, two losses as an independent, not going to get you places. 18, Notre Dame. 20, Tennessee. Talk about them, Tennessee topic. Their big game against Alabama this week. And that's about it for our top 25. One more thing thrown there, actually. 23, Iowa. Iowa, sitting at 5 and 1 on the season so far, and they can make the playoff. The rest of their schedule is very easy. They're one of the worst teams, maybe in the Power Five or college football, because they have such terrible offense, but their defense is amazing. They just beat Wisconsin, who's their biggest competition in the Big Ten West, and they're going to be favored in the rest of their games for the regular season that are going to be very easy for them. They can make that Big Ten championship game at 11-1, and if you win that game, you're in the playoff. Sneaky right there, I know it, but Iowa, that's 23. That's why for the top 25. Picks coming right up. Now, before I give you my college ball showcase hot takes, I did some hot takes, mid-season hot takes in the Squared Sports Instagram last week, and I said, leave your takes in the comments. So you did, and we're going to read them out right now. Maybe I'm going to call you out. Maybe I'm going to agree with you. Probably call you out. Let's hop into it, the hot takes. First one, this comes from dgillick13 on Instagram. The hate is real. Not one word on the hottest program in college football, Colorado and Coach Prime. Wow. You think Colorado is the best team, hottest team in college sport right now? You're living in the past, buddy. After they beat TCU, sure. After they beat Nebraska, sure. After they beat Colorado State, maybe. Lost Oregon? Lost USC? 29-0 leading in Stanford and they lost that? Definitely not the hottest team in America. You're living in the past. You're living off Instagram, Coach Prime, all that. Colorado, definitely not the hottest team in college football. They've got some things to figure out. I fully disagree with you right there. Let's move over to the next one. This one comes from SG. DS Spaz on Instagram. Mario Cristobal, you're getting close to get Manny Diaz level in my books. If you don't get it together by this game, it could be bad. Well, that was before the North Carolina game, and then ended up losing that North Carolina game. And yes, I agree, he's getting close to that Manny Diaz level. So, Mario Cristobal, figure some things out. Next one, this one comes in from The Real Hype on Instagram. Jane Daniels is the best quarterback in college football. Okay, let's hear him out a little bit. Let's think about it. Jaden Daniels has been in college football since 2019. He had a good two seasons, at, or, or good three seasons, actually, at Arizona State, and then switched over to LSU last year, a good season last year. Jaden Daniels will be maybe the Heisman front runner right now if LSU had less than two losses. But they don't. Jaden Daniels playing like the best quarterback in college football, though. I don't necessarily disagree with you right there. Hopefully, he can be a Heisman contender at the end of the year. That comes from the real hype on Instagram. Next one, moving on. This one comes in from... Cool.hand underscore Luke underscore. Don't come crawling back in the bandwagon when Bama is sitting right where we're supposed to at the end of the year. On their necks. Roll damn tide. Woo! Okay. That's a fiery take right there. This obviously come from an Alabama fan. He's saying that Alabama still going to be on top. 
Now, that may be you living in the past Alabama years. This Alabama team is not going to be sitting at the top of that. They're not going to be in the college football playoffs. They might not be in the SEC championship game. So I fully disagree with you right there. Let's move over to the next one. D. Carraway, 23 on Instagram. How is Michigan the best team in the nation over UGA? With about three laughing emojis. Because they are. Georgia doesn't have that great running game this season. Georgia, Carson Beck, doesn't have that great quarterback. Carson Beck's good enough, but he relies on Brock Bowers too much. Now, the receivers are good. This defense is good. Not great like last year's. Michigan has the best defense in the country right now. They're on absolute tear. Mason Graham. Junior Colson, Michael Barrett, Mike Singer still, Rod Moore. I could go for days talking about this team. JJ McCarthy's on pace to have the highest completion percentage of all time in a season. He has the second most touchdowns of any quarterback in college football, if I'm not mistaken. He only has three interceptions. Blake Corm has 12 rushing touchdowns. I think that's most in the nation. Roman Willis has nine receiving touchdowns. That by most in the nation. And you've got Jim Harbaugh, maybe the best coach in college football. That's why Michigan's better than Georgia. Come back at me when you can say Georgia did all those things. They can't. Michigan's the best in the nation. I disagree with it there. This last one coming in right here from I am underscore. I think that's Speedy on Instagram. I'm sorry, Bratton Venables is a good coach, but the 2018-2019 Oklahoma season will never be beat. 2018-2019 Oklahoma season. That had Kyler Murray, that had Marquise Brown, that had C.D. Lamb, and they were great. But they had a loss to Texas. Loss to Texas is rough right there. If you lose that game in Texas, I don't think you're an amazing team. Now, they did beat them in the Big 12 Championship game a few months later, and they wanted to make the playoff, but that team had the worst defense I've ever seen out of a playoff team. Now, their offense, don't mistake me, maybe the best of that whole CFP era. They went down 29-0 to Alabama, I think 28-0 to Alabama, and they struck back, but it was too little, too late, because he went down 28-0 early. Say he went down 7-0, 14-0, heck, even 21-0. He might have won that game, Kyler Murray at quarterback. He went off, he made a few great throws. I still think that throw Kyler Murray had from about the 50-yard line on the run, throwing it up to, I forget who it was, I think it was Marquise Brown, might be the best throw I've ever seen in the college football playoff. But I disagree right there. Not a better team than Brent Venables. I think Brent Venables' team right now is amazing. They are the best Oklahoma team in years. I love it. Brent Venables, Oklahoma, best team in years. That's why for the fan, hot takes. If you want to see your hot takes in here more, follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Still more to come. Give you my college ball hot takes for week number eight. And now, the third part of this very special Coach Bus Showcase, my hot takes for week number eight. Told you, my guy Paul Bunyan right here, ready for the Michigan-Michigan State game. Michigan's going to take him home to Ann Arbor like they did last year. Lost him in 2021 to East Lansing and 2020 to Michigan State. They took him back last year. We're going to take him back again this year. Go Blue! Michigan over Michigan State. Got the helmet right here. Michigan, Go Blue! Over Michigan State, my favorite team, J.J. McCarthy. They're great. This Michigan State football program is in complete turmoil right now. Caden Hauser is probably going to start this game, freshman quarterback. Noah Kim was there start at the beginning of the season. Played last week against Rutgers. Played absolutely horrible. Caden Hauser actually led them up 24-13 after Noah Kim played terrible. But they did lose that one. Mel Tucker got fired this season for whatever he did. So, yeah. No Kenneth Walker to save you right here. Michigan State, be a night game. Things can happen. Hopefully there's no fights like last year's game. Michigan throttles Michigan State. 
Let's take Michigan. Destroy Michigan State. Next game, Alabama versus Tennessee. I'll talk about the Tennessee topic. I like Alabama to kind of crush Tennessee in this game. They're going to win that game. They're going to win that. It's not a trophy game, but you know, you get the cigars. Yeah, after that, after the game, Alabama takes back what's theirs after losing to Tennessee last year in Knoxville. They win this one right here. Alabama, Jalen Murdoch plays well enough. They run the ball well. A few guys. Let's go Alabama over Tennessee. USC versus Utah. I like USC in this one. Utah, you can say what you want. Oh, they have the underrated defense. They have that decent offense. And USC, oh, they have no defense. USC kind of came back a little bit in that Notre Dame game just to give it up all over again. That was the worst game of Caleb Williams' career at USC. That was like a rally's worst game at USC. They want payback after losing to Utah twice last year. Pactual championship game. They won that game there in the playoff. Losing to them also in October they round this weekend last year. So about a year ago, they lost to Utah on the road. They win this year at home. USC over Utah. Duke versus Florida State. Now, Duke, my ACC championship prediction. I think Duke wins this game right here. Upset of the week. Duke Blue Devils. If it's Riley Land, if it's Henry Bellin at quarterback, doesn't matter. This Duke defense is top three in the country. Maybe second behind this Michigan Wolverine squad that I love. So Duke, great running game, great receivers. They upset Florida State. Jordan Travis a bit banged up. They get taken down at home. Duke. Over Florida State, great road win right there to improve your ranking. I think they should have won that game against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's offense wasn't clicking. Their defense was, though. Florida State doesn't have that good defense. Florida State maybe needs to lose a game right here. Florida State loses to Duke. Next game, another ACC battle down in Florida. Clemson versus Miami. I like Clemson this one over Miami. Clemson continues their season, their streak going. Maybe a chance to make the SEC, ACC championship game. Already have a loss to Duke and Florida State. Florida State game was close. Duke game wasn't. They destroy Miami down in Florida in this one. Miami, Mario Cristobal, that's your third loss of the season. That's not what we want to see right there. Could have been sitting undefeated. Win that game against Georgia Tech. Keep the team together. Don't lose that one against North Carolina. You're sitting undefeated going into this game. Fortunately, you're not. Clemson over Miami. Next game, and the last game, the game of the week. Penn State, Ohio State. Walt Ryan this one. Trip to the Big Ted Championship game. Could be Michigan, could be Penn State, or it could be Ohio State. Could all come down to this one. Trips to the college football playoff. If there's a second team that gets into the college football playoff in the Big Ten, it will come down to this game, maybe. Or the Penn State-Michigan game, depending on who wins the Michigan-Ohio State game at the end of the year. But I like the Penn State Nittany Lions to win this one over Ohio State on the road. Penn State, Drew Aller, best quarterback they've had in years. Nick Singleton, best running back they've had in the years. Defense, best defense they've had in years. With May Diaz as their defense coordinator. James Franklin gets his another Signature win. Penn State over Ohio State. Great game right here. Up in Buckeye Land, in Ohio, in Columbus. But Penn State comes away with the win. Let's go, Nene Lines. And I think Ohio State, said it last week, they're going to finish third in the Big Ten East. I think that happens. Lose to Penn State. Lose to Michigan. Penn State, great win right here. Now you go into that game November 11th against Michigan in a few weeks. That's going to be exciting. Penn State over Ohio State. Come back to me when that game hits, when all these hot takes hit. That's about the College Football Showcase this week. Now, the best for last question day. This sixth question day is, who is the best fan base in sports? Some people like to say it's the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I like to think it's my Michigan Wolverines. Maybe it's a pro team. Philadelphia Phillies on a roll right now. You can see what that city does rallying behind them. Maybe it's a soccer team. People always love to talk about Dortmund, uh, Germany as a great fan base. What is your opinion? Best fan base in sports. Doesn't matter if it's college, pro, NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, NHL, soccer, tennis, 
you know, you need a fan base in tennis, it's an individual sport. But what is the best fan base sports? Leave thoughts on that in the comments. That's about for question day this week. That's about for Squirt Sports and Lane Frig Epstein 141. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week, episode 142. Stay tuned. <laughs>